7.5 billion dollars. Guys. It's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a waste of money. <laughs> yeah. Waste of money. Oh, ow, ouch. Ouch. But I agree. <laughs> uh, that's the uh, price they, uh, that Microsoft paid for Bethesda. Think um, about think about how many today, like people that could have uh, fed in like a third world country, and then think about the next Elder Scrolls game sucking really bad, and just like imagine it, just imagine it. And the next Elder Scrolls Online expansion is uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> gonna rip it up, guys. Uh, it's gonna be. <laughs> Gonna be great. That makes a lot more sense. That number, I thought that was what the U.S. government was bribing the German government for the COVID vaccine was again. I thought they increased. Ah, uh, yeah. No, that's lower. <laughs> that's way less. Yeah. <laughs> that's way less. Seven point five is uh, that's a number. I'm still kind of flabbergasted by it. Anyway, back in the real world, uh. I've found the perfect podcast game because it combines two things that I <laughs> love to talk about <laughs> on this podcast. It's literally uh, Pokemon and puzzles. Yes. Thanks for spoiling that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it combines uh, me talking about puzzle games with me talking about Pokemon uh, spin-offs because it's a Pokemon puzzle game spin-off. And uh, it, it leaked... Um, it leaked at the start of September, uh, and it's Pokemon Picross. Uh, this is a Pokemon Picross game. Obviously, Picross, uh, very, uh, you know, the Mars Picross, and then now there's very popular Picross DS, Picross, Picross 3D, uh, and stuff. And even a Pokemon, uh, a free-to-start, I think, Pokemon Picross on 3DS. But yeah, they, they made this once before in 1999 on the Game Boy Color. And uh, I think it's the only cancelled pick Pokemon spin-off to date. And um, it's it leaked. It leaked. It's out there. You don't obviously need to know Japanese because it's it's just Picross, and it's fully featured. Like it's like you know, it's just a. Uh, it's great if you want to play Picross. The the puzzles, the motifs are Pokemon, as you would expect. Uh, it's great. I think this rewrites the tier list of Pokemon spin-offs. What what was the tier list before? Well, <laughs> uh, I I think I've talked enough about Pokemon Crystal Picross. <laughs> I want to hear your uh, your ratings, your spin off, uh, uh, your spin off um, rankings uh, first. Uh, hey you Pikachu's S tier. Um, po- uh, <laughs> Pokemon Coliseum is, is like B tier. And uh, everything else is garbage. We're done here. What? What? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hang on. I'll take central slash minute. This isn't done until way later. <laughs> no, there's not even any, like, nostalgic or, yeah. sense for, like, Pokemon Snap? Come on. I don't like Pokemon spinoffs ever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. I'm kicking Brogan off the podcast. This is just even me now. And we have the um, new host, right, co-host, right here. Go ahead and introduce yeah. yourself. Conveniently here to replace you already. Uh, well, thank you guys, Bro and Pavlos, for letting me on. This is David back from the Twin Geek Casts, uh, following up after Calvin's uh, magnificent appearance on here on on two occasions. I finally managed to weasel Don't my know. way in. Despite... That's how Pavlos yeah. does it. He gets a guest on, and then he tries to replace me for an episode, so you'll be the next person 
but just you and him, <laughs> and then he's gonna change his mind and bring me back. I'm I'm sure no, I'm, I'm sure he will because uh, you'll see a great canyon of uh, video game knowledge uh-huh. in between me and you. I'm just some slub you guys picked up from a, another show. Oh, don't be too hard on yourself, David. You actually like Pokemon games. I do. Right. I do. I think I think eventually it's gonna be I think it's gonna be uh, David replacing Brogan, and then I will eventually be replaced by Cal, and then they'll just be doing both po- podcasts. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you guys can take <laughs> over the the film podcast. Then I know Bro has a, a great take, love for film. Yeah, right. We <laughs> we get back at you by stealing the film podcast. Right. Good. I, I like this storyline. Um, but. Uh, no, seriously, guys. I mean, Pokemon uh, trading card game, very good. Uh, Pokemon pinball, also very good. Um, what am I uh, missing? Of course, uh, po- of course, the GOAT Pokemon Puzzle League, my favorite. Um, Pokemon Snap, of course. Um, already mentioned. Po- Pokemon New and Snap. I think... New Snap. Don't forget about New Snap coming out. <laughs> new Snap. Are you hearing the snaps? It's probably the, uh, the best sequel name anyone's ever thought of. I'm thinking now it actually fits in with the Switch snap. You know, oh, the yeah. The, Switch, uh, I always thought it was more of a click. Yeah. It's more of a click, I think. There's no sure. difference between a click and a snap. It's only po- what the things... <laughs> Pokemon click. The Pokemon click... Uh, the Pokemon... Uh, what's what, what are they called? The idle, idle game clicker. Clicker games. Pokemon Click, it's coming coming next year. Happy to announce it right here, <laughs> exclusively. Uh, yeah, no, uh, and Pokemon Picross, I think, slides. I The 3DS game, I think, t- suffered a bit from the structure, and also you equipped, like, Pokemon to have, like, to use to uncover certain squares, which I'm a Picross purist. I think that's garbage. <laughs> uh so uh, I think this is the well vastly superior Picross and quick and tra- uh, rockets up the charts uh, of pick Pokemon spinoffs immediately. So I don't know. I have no idea why they canceled it. It's not like it's uh, very risky. <laughs> I don't know. Like po- Mario's Picross was a thing. Uh, it yeah didn't even didn't didn't even bring it out in Jap- like release it in Japan even though it was basically done. Strange, but uh, we have it now. Um, and wait, uh, before we move on, you, uh, isn't there a, po- a, spe- a very, very special Pokemon spinoff you want to talk to us about, David? Yeah, I, I wanted to mention, since we were talking about Pokemon spinoffs, and there's, I think, a kind of an, an underrated one that came out a while back, uh, memory knows yeah. how long, but, uh, Conquest, I, lo- I loved Pokemon Conquest when that came out for the, the DS, which was a Pokemon-themed tower defense game, uh, which was very fun, and I thought that, you know, the the idea of it was really cool with a kind of a, a Fuel Japan theme going on uh, in combination with that. Uh, and I kind of expected them to go further with the, the series of it since it was relatively successful. Uh, but, you know, they, they didn't really do anything with yeah. it, which was... I, I actually know... I know... I know nothing about this. Is this like a... Is this like a Pokemon-themed Nobunaga's Ambition? Or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it was this. That's so crossover. weird. I think I would like that. I think that would be S tier. You've you're sold me. Wow. There we go. You, you know, I pitched it once for you guys, but we decided to go with uh, this yeah. this themes one here first. So maybe we'll we'll circle back around for that one eventually. If if I I, I managed to convince Bro that Pokemon spinoffs are, are legitimate. I'm, I uh, I'm, I thought I'm it was a I thought it was a strategy game. I didn't know it was a tower defense. 
That's interesting. I believe it is. Uh, you know, God knows how long ago oh. I played it, so maybe I'm messing it up. Uh, again, okay. my my video game knowledge is is not quite as honed as your guys's is here, but I believe uh, I want to say Tower Defense, and then I'll probably be embarrassed if I'm wrong after we get off the show. <laughs> uh, no, that's all right. Uh, I I, uh, I yeah I own the game, so I should I should play it sometime. Um, it always looked cool, and I I sort of had a feeling that it was gonna be. Uh, well, first of all, DS Pokemon games, I'm, like Pokemon games in general, they don't get cheaper. So, uh, and this one I felt could potentially get rare, so I picked it up. Uh, uh, so I have it, and I should uh, play it. Um, yeah, that's a nice one to highlight. Maybe in the future we, uh, I think that might be good, uh, might be a good podcast game. I'm excited. Uh, Let's do it. We'll keep it in mind. Uh, in in between, because I've I've planned already a set of spinoffs for David to be on. So David's next gonna be on the spiritual successor. The world ends with you, Kingdom Hearts. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would I would actually do that. Uh, you know, one of the things <laughs> I definitely had, like again, my my video game knowledge is a little narrow in scope, but I definitely have the uh, weeb corner of the market down there. So all, all of <laughs> you those. You play JRPGs. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's good because no one else is uh, covering that weak corner. <laughs> it's very niche. Uh, so, look, look, most of the video games I, I played was when I was uh, a teenager, and that's where all the influence was coming from. So a lot of those uh, JRPGs, mm. you know, super popular ones. Uh, you know, that's that's yeah. definitely where I hit. And of course, you know, the Pokemon series, which we talked about a, a good bit. Uh, I've got lots lots of uh, experience there. Probably the most experience. But otherwise, uh, I've been kind of off the video game market for a long time since I decided to watch films primarily for for whatever reason. You guys heard of these things? My God, <laughs> no. Uh, I don't. I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm very happy yeah, what, to what at least that? you guys have uh, revived my interest a bit in video games, both with uh, this show, just listening every week, of course, and also allowing you know asking me to come on uh, one more than the other, probably. But I'll let you pick which. the the one uh, The one film I like out of the entire pantheon of films is probably Indiana Jones. And uh, mm. you see this transition? I'm trying to do the transition here. <laughs> smooth. There's uh, gotta be. A, I reviewed a film for the site, and the review is not up yet. I won't say like. You know, I won't say how it went, but I, uh, yeah, I reviewed a film, and yeah, now no, I'm not so sure about about <laughs> about, about films. films. Oh crap! Think, uh, You're talking maybe, about Tenet. They're taking a break. Uh, yeah, maybe should stick with video games for a while. <laughs> um, anyway, I look forward to that. I think it may hit Thursday or Monday, one of the two. So uh, yeah, I'm excited oh, to read it and give up fun. on everything. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, I've been playing Spelunky 2, which came out uh, yes. this past week. And uh, it's exciting. I like it. It's good. It is exciting. Spelunky is very good. I uh, played it first when it first released as a freeware. Uh, and then, of course, they, they did the, they graf- redid the graphics. They remade it, and basically. Um, basically, yes. And ex- expanded upon it and released it on XBLA. Let me ask you, how do you feel about the remake? I um I was for well the I think it's, it's I think it's very good obviously I think what irks me a bit about both the remake irked me back uh, when it came out the re- the the basically the proper release of the first one and still uh, irks me about this t- about the sequel 
is the uh, visual style. I'm not huge on it. Yeah, I can I can totally see that. Um, I I was more so gonna say um I I I get the same vibes that I get from the transition from Spelunky remake to the original, which was mm. there's something special about uh the previous iteration, but also I think that the new edition is so complete in content and has like so much to it that I mm -hmm. think it's going to replace... If I casually play a Spelunky game, it will be Spelunky 2, but in the back of my head, Spelunky 1 will be better. And in the further back of mm -hmm. my head, original Spelunky mm -hmm. will be better. But, like, I'm not right. going to go back and play the the original Spelunky ever again, probably. Right, right. Yeah, no, I understand. I think... I'm, I'm sad that never packaged it in with uh, one of the two, like, as an option in the proper release. You it it sounds like something so piece. easy and like yeah. harmless yeah just a, like a retro mode or whatever you know uh it um it's a shame because you can only really play it on pc still where it's sort of easy to play but you still uh yeah my my personal know, favorite uh, uh addition is the mounts yeah um the mounts the, are the, really cool they're like ah. they they operate like yoshis where um yeah. you just jump on them and then they sort of like tank hits for you and also give you movement options and other doodads can you can you ditch them and jump off of them yes you can and even better if they're turkeys if you set them yes. on fire they turn into turkey yes. food to eat for health and health is yes. valuable in that game so fantastic uh, so yeah I saw the i've murdered a lot of my mounts unfortunately i saw the turkeys we're big fan of, of the turkeys <laughs> Um, I think it is probably it's not the best in actual movement or whatever, but I think it is the mount with the most personality. I just like turkeys; they're funny. Mm. Do you like turkeys, David? You know, I do. Uh, I still kind of wish that <laughs> uh, we had gone with turkeys as our, our national bird here in America instead of the eagle. I think it's more representative. <laughs> uh, fat, uh, useless, doesn't really do anything other than you know. <laughs> Whoa! Well, I didn't say it so. <laughs> We're good. Um, I'm proud anything of you, else? American. <laughs> anything else? Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> anything else you want to highlight about this Blanky 2? I mean, this is kind of a huge release for it, a lot of people. It is a really big it's release. Kind of, um, what's shocking me, about it is how well. much content there is. Um, mm -hmm. When I stopped playing it, people didn't discover all the areas yet. So um, I haven't picked back up yeah. in a few days. But like when I left it like Thursday, Friday, there was like two areas two entire sections that nobody ever got to so um there's a lot of secrets and a lot of content that's uh, hidden away that's very exciting yeah um yeah i mean i said i i um i said it, it is a huge release and it would be for me too if it if i could play it uh the timed exclusivity uh on it and basically even if it after it hits pc which is i think at the end of the month it, I still probably will hold off because that game is just perfect on a handheld. Like uh, Vita before, like the first one on Vita was uh, ideal. I'm, and, uh, I'm sure when it goes to Switch, it will blow. Oh yeah, I sure. mean it will be on everything eventually. So yeah, uh, and I'm also don't don't take too bad because like um, the online multiplayer they added, which I think is a really good idea, um, is not properly implemented yet. Um, it, it's sort of really bad oh. right now. So I'm sure it'll get patched later. Um, what I also liked about the first, what I did like about the first, it was fun for like uh, an occasional round. Was the multiplayer like versus? That was pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah, the little battle modes they fun. have. 
Those are, those yeah, are... yeah. You haven't played uh, Spelunky, I assume. David? No, no. Uh, again, you know, kind of just a rehash here. My my focus on games has been limited in in years, and a lot of what I do is. Oh yeah, no! no. Well, I've played. I've played it. a lot more since uh, lockdowns happened, and uh, activities have have yeah. ceased a bit more. But mostly, I, I take a lot of uh, joy in you know and uh, solace in diving into games. I've I've played a lot more. You know, previously growing up and such. Yeah. Uh, like what, Daisy? Um, <laughs> well, w- one of the things I do is I've got a, a good friend of mine who comes and, and visits me every week and we play something together. Usually I, I make him sit through and play a lengthy JRPG that, that I invested too much time in as a, as a kid. And, and so I kind of guide him through everything. And the, the most recent one is uh, uh, SMT Nocturne, the, the third game in the series uh, for the PlayStation 2. Which we got about Shin Megami Tensei. Yes, yes from uh, Atlas, great, great developer. Same people as the Persona series, which I also made him play through at one point. But... And we're also probably <laughs> going to talk about later on in this cast. Yeah, yeah. There's again a mm-hmm. lot of overlap here. Uh, I'm a little nervous actually going to this because I can feel the amount of an- uh, ammo I'm giving Calvin, who's listening right now, to try and you know write me off as an anime shill <laughs> yet again, which he loves to do. <laughs> Uh-huh. And that's okay nocturne yeah. is good it so. is it's a it's a great oh, yeah. game and uh we're about halfway through it when they just announced the the remake for the switch and we're like well we might as well just finish what we're working on here <laughs> so you know we i think you have to pay extra again. for dante mm, yeah, this, I don't, I don't, yeah i don't know if that's a fact or not i may just be saying that that's the one with Dante, yeah right? featuring dante from devil make it Ryan. is <laughs> the the famous meme yeah we actually just uh got, we actually just got to him in the game and added him to the party and of course he's a fucking badass <laughs> but uh um it's also the one with the matador or something yeah. which is like an infamous boss right yeah early on matador is a very difficult boss he has a particular move a, a special move that basically just mm. boosts his avoidance all the way up in one turn and it's, it's a real bitch mm. to manage if you're not uh prepared properly uh it uses double team <laughs> basically but like super double team <laughs> Oh. Actually, uh, the the Pokemon yeah. connection there, I think that's that's kind of why I was drawn to these games to begin with, uh, because yeah. in a way, the the Persona and SMT series are very similar to Pokemon in the sense that you are gathering a, a group of interesting, Definitely. cool like creatures to to fight with, and you you get different ones yeah. as you go along, and there's an element of evolution with them all as well, uh, and and I think that's really what I gravitated towards, and. and just that the idea of like a collection and like customization and getting attached to particular demons or personas and stuff and, and making the best one possible you know and <clears throat> kind of journeying through mm. the game with them that's that's what i found a lot of enjoyment in more so than the story i couldn't tell you anything yeah. about the nocturne story it's it's less a titillating you don't know the lore? <laughs> not not on this particular one but i also i've you know along playing with my friend here uh i've I've let him kind of hold the controller more and I more so have been like figuring out everything and kind of like guiding along. Uh, I, I found that Nocturne in particular has been more satisfying to play with a walkthrough rather than trying to explore itself because it's notoriously one of the more difficult games of the series, a little more punishing if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then again, also I've just, I spend more time making calculations of how to fuse this demon with these, these skills and such. And one yeah. of the one of the painstaking processes of uh, doing it on the, the PS2 as opposed to waiting for this new version is that the mechanics of, uh-huh. of fusion are still stuck in an archaic age where the skills that are transferred over are uh, randomized when when you do it. Right. 
which they eventually yeah. stopped doing for their series, thank God, because yeah, yeah. Uh, I have spent literal hours <laughs> before trying to fuse the perfect demon, just, like, constantly re resetting and randomizing the skills. Reloading the save? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, how much are you enjoying uh, growing your uh, phallus-shaped uh, <laughs> demon? The Mara, uh, I believe, is the, the name of that one. You know, I don't believe Mara is actually in three. I know it's in the what? what a travesty! Uh, I need my penis monsters to the in, in my Shin Megami Tensei series. If it is, if it is in the game, yeah. I think it has a different design. Shockingly, because you know, uh, SMT is actually more of the one of the more mature series. You know, like Persona is like. You know, oh, yeah. Persona's your psyches, Shin Megami Tensei. Those things are literally demons. Yeah, well, the Persona series <laughs> is is like more entry level kind of for for the uh, the Atlas series of games. There, it's a little more forgiving, and uh, you know, the style oh, of yeah. it is much more, e even more like you know, high school anime like, especially in the case of like four, which is a, a fantastic game in and of itself. Yeah. Um. What I want to say? Oh yeah, I want to say uh, uh, top three uh, like demons or top three uh, uh, SMT icons. Jack Frost, mm -hmm. number one, obviously. <laughs> Second, Mara. Third, Satan. Yeah, yeah, uh, that makes sense to me. Although uh, there's like which uh, which variation of Satan? Like, do you like the sexy Satan design? Nip nipple Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's very specific. You can see what Pablo's uh, likes. Pablo's is a open <laughs> book. I like the ones that are, you know, that are uh, uh, where we can sort of, you know, get some great artistic renditions from fans yeah. uh, on the internet. Uh, oh, you know, because of when I played the game, there was definitely a kind of a awakening that came along with it uh, going through the series. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I felt awoken uh, when coming across certain demons. Uh, mm. Definitely. I see. I see. Yeah. Oh goodness, y'all! Um, it's getting hot in here, and not in the good way. Hot? Yeah, that's a good. Uh, I'm getting good about these transitions, transition? guys. I'm yeah, really... fantastic. I... It's getting so hot. We'll see if it stays hot, because uh, well, unless you have anything else to add about Nocturne, I think we we should uh, move on to a to a you know. One of our uh, um, star segments here. Is, um, is this the spicy part? The hot, is this the spicy channel? This is this is the spice part. Yeah, hot take central, or if you're in Europe, uh, hot take minute. <laughs> uh, first time with you know three participants this week, uh, judging each the the hotness of of. Uh, the respective takes, and um, I think our guests should uh, should come first. Yeah, here. I I think I David. should because I think it's time someone actually uh, produced a hot take. Uh, bro, you, I guess you really should have saved your opening remarks here because that that was very spicy. I have to say, unlike the relatively lukewarm takes you guys have had <laughs> in the past two iterations, but I'm hoping to to break the ice a little bit more here with uh with something perhaps a little bit more controversial. Maybe we'll see. Maybe I'm totally wrong. You know. Yeah, I might be part of the pack here, but bring it on, man! Bring it on! Let's, let's yeah. see it. All right, so, I'm on the edge of my seat. So, there. so one of the other games I've been playing, aside from SMT, on my own time, I started replaying uh, Phantom Hourglass, uh, the the DS Legend of Zelda game, and and replay, replaying huh. it, I think I feel confident in saying it's a better game than Wind Waker. It's it's uh, predecessor. <gasps> this is a this is a spicy take. Yeah, um, this is I would say. Yeah, it is. It is definitely in the hotter 
uh, end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you want to elaborate? Sure, sure. Uh, I think it uh, really utilizes the mechanics of the DS in, a, in an interesting and creative way that gives it a unique gameplay capability while preserving a lot of the adventurous aspects uh, that makes Wind Waker uh, so fun. Uh, you know, I mm-hmm. think uh, the puzzle aspect of it in particular in its main dungeon in the, the Ocean King Temple and playing with the, the phantoms and the safe zones and the time limits and such is a very interesting recurring mechanic that you have to to keep coming back to in the game and, and it's kind of this central th- uh, temple that the the, series, the game is built around um, as opposed to the, the other ones that you journey around through in Wind Waker. Wind Waker is definitely more of an expansive game but I think sometimes to, yeah. to its detriment um, uh, mm-hmm. while again you know I, it, it's a bit better than like uh, Phantom Hourglass does have a smaller scale in that sense but it's still, you know, you feel like you get to journey around the ocean a good bit and you still preserve all of, like, the the fighting of enemies. And I like the uh, the customizing of your ship in particular and the side characters you have, like with Lineback. He's a very fun companion. Lineback's and... really good, even though he's, like, a Jack Sparrow yeah. knockoff. But he's really good. <laughs> yeah. I like him. That's not that's not a knock. Yeah, I think no. he's better suited than, like, I guess the... the uh, uh, alternative companion of the the king you know who's the boat in mm-hmm. in wind waker just a bit better there and uh you know no no really big escort missions to have to worry about that's something kind of annoying in wind waker as in any game you know dealing with uh escorting and you know carrying around people okay all, all right. right you want to go uh, first wait. or should i <laughs> no no i want to say something about this okay no i'm, uh, I'm saying for I'm rebuttals saying... Oh, okay. like we're not out we're oh, not on yeah. our hunt no <laughs> Uh, the thing, uh, the, no, no, I have a surprise in store because uh, this uh, take, I think, is, uh, I think for most will be quite hot. But for me, it's severely mitigated by the fact that I uh, prefer the uh, the 2D Zeldas and the handheld Zeldas. So um, I totally understand the, um, you know, the, the preference for this, for the, for the sort of tight uh, uh, 2D Zelda experience versus the open worldish, uh you know vast and you know a bit bloated bit bit uh you know drawn out uh um uh experience of of wind waker so this for me is really i, it, I would say it's like from a rational or from like a you know sort of keeping this public uh perspective in mind i think this is quite quite uh, quite a hot take but for me personally it it once it reaches my 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 heart my feelings my personal feelings it severely cools cools down i would say okay all right you, so uh, i guess it's up to me dear listener to to set things straight <laughs> and make sure the world is in its natural order first of all it's not tight controls because you're using the stylus. And as we'll talk about with The World Ends With You, my one complaint is I don't like slashing at all on the DS. It's shitty. It's really bad. Uh, wow. Using the stick to move is not fun. Wow. Well, going to be a lot of disagreement today. Look, look I, I guess it's pretty obvious by the fact that uh, I picked this week's game and I'm praising the style of Phantom Hourglass and its combat system that I like the stylus system and I like how it works and I like the, I don't, the uniqueness I don't, of it and yeah. the free range for, that it, that it yeah. gives. So for the clearly, record... Me, me and Bro <laughs> are just going to butt heads on this one and we aren't going to come to any Okay, wait, 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 For the record, I, I, I didn't yeah. dislike the World Ends With You's battle system because there's a lot more to it. Yes. But for wait, wait, Legend of Zelda, it's, it's 
not like it's not like a typical 2D where it's like based on like basic button presses and it's essential. Um, the thing I like about the DS system for Phantom Hourglass is probably the use of puzzles and the use of the notepad for the map. Yeah. So you can write down stuff. That's really cool. I think the yes. the dungeon also. is a lot. There's a lot more stealth focus to it, but I like the integration of the the gadgets you get on the outside and then you bring them in to move further up the tower or down. I don't remember how it goes, but either way, um, it's cool. I like it. Um, is it better than Wind Waker? I think Wind Waker's messier, but I'm a person that likes expansive Zelda titles, so I I personally choose Wind Waker more. Um, that map where you draw notes on, made possible by the stylus. I, I, that's what I say. <laughs> I I was defending the stylus use. <laughs> I, I will say, I will say, there's there's yeah. one thing uh, with with uh, Phantom Hourglass that might be a bit notorious with it, and I found it was even more notoriously uh, frustrating when I played it on on the Wii U uh, transfer that they they did not too long ago. And uh, there's a particular puzzle in the game that requires you to close your DS to press a symbol of a map down. And when I played through it when when I was younger, I literally had no idea. And I couldn't figure out this stupid puzzle, and then I just like gave up eventually and closed the DS. And then it magically like that's that's how I was supposed to come to that realization. And it was even dumber, I thought, for the the Wii U version because obviously you can't press the Wii U pad up against your TV and expect it to work. You have to hit the home screen, which seems even less intuitive than closing the DS. And like when I got to that point in the game, I just said, I'm not gonna spend. 40 minutes trying to figure this out. I'm just going to look this shit up because I'm sure whatever it is, it's dumb. <laughs> you just defeated oh, you your own take, David. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you want to go I, next for the hotness? You want to compete? I want to say that uh, there's, uh, there's, I think in Hotel Dusk, I want to say, there's a similar uh, puzzle with... Uh, it's either that or another code. Uh, either way, another DS game. Uh, one of those uh, on DS also has, I think, the closing. And I remember... It being infamous on message boards as like, you know, instance an instance that people remembered where they were sort of stuck. All right. Uh, but well, it's, I but I, I like the idea. Well, this thing again, I'm, and, I'm, I'm and why I like Phantom Hourglass at the same time is frustrating as that one part can be. That's also like a you know a, a an aspect of it that makes the game I think so compelling. And why I prefer it over Wind Waker is because it mm. uses the uniqueness yeah. and all of the functionality of the the DS. Yeah in interesting ways, which again, you know, kind of ties in with our game of the week. Yeah, we will definitely talk more about the, the touch controls and stuff uh, with, with our game of the week. But yeah, I guess uh, let's move on. I, I can do for, I can be, I can go for, uh, next um, on, on the hot take. How hot do you think so, it's going to be, Pablo? <laughs> I, I, I think it's, I think it's very, I think it's similar to David. It's very hot sort of, uh, you know, from a, from a general standpoint, I don't know how much you guys care about it. That's my my fear. Okay, my hot take is that <laughs> okay, Metroid. It's about Metroid. <clears throat> Metroid Two is my favorite Metroid. Okay, I think I've heard this from you before in private. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is not uh, surprising to me. Um, let right. me hear the let me hear the defense. Yeah. For, well, um, for, first of all, I should say that I like Metroid. It's obviously, you know, a really cool series um, that never fully clicked with me on a, like, 
I recognize it's good, it's fun, but like it never sort of broke into the upper echelon, personal echelon of my like favorite Nintendo uh, series. Um, something I think about, uh, I, I really like the, I don't know, the setting and atmosphere and, and sort of in, in theory, but then sort of the level design and just the type of Metroidvania it is. I don't know what about it, but maybe also a little bit, you know, how, how it controls, stuff like that. I think it's ultimately it's a, a uh, sort of uh, small things adding up. There's little, little small things that I don't find entirely compelling that add up. Nothing major, just, uh, yeah, uh, uh, that, that ultimately sort of knock it down a bit in, in, in uh, you know, when you, when you uh, uh, add it all up. And... Um, and Metroid 2 always differed because it's a much more um, tailored, sort of bespoke, uh, atmospheric, uh, you could say scripted experience. It's actually in a, a sort of a, a, a horror game of sorts because uh, it um, people complain and there was this remake, which I think entirely misses the point, the AM2R, whatever it was. Um, yeah, a Metroid 2 remake, AM2R, uh, which uh, sort of, uh, I think a couple years ago, two or three years ago, which, you know, people raved and they said like, it, oh, this this totally fixes Metroid 2 and stuff. And for me, it completely missed the point. I mean, it was just something completely different. It made it more a regular Metroidvania, whereas Metroid 2, it utilizes the limited screen and the bigger sprites, which is, uh, you know, a characteristic of many Game Boy, uh, Nintendo series uh, making their appearance on, on Game Boy, especially on the original Game Boy. Uh, but I think it utilizes it to invoke a terror and a, uh, along with the music and the sound, um, the sound uh, design um, that uh, few other Metroids for me uh, have done, or like basically other Metroids ha ha like incorporate but never focus on. Like this is the only one that really focuses on that uh, that I've played. I haven't played quite all of them but uh that i've played so uh yeah okay i i really like that as a special thing david do you have anything to say you know i i think uh pavos you make a good point like you said for for a personal take there i think uh personally I, I would definitely prefer like uh the original metroid or or super metroid uh in comparison <laughs> uh but but i understand where you're coming from like you said there uh so I guess like like you said, hot take in the the grand scheme, but a more understandable one when you consider the, yeah. the personal some, appeal. <laughs> some people really don't like like a lot of people really don't like Metroid Two or like treat it as the sort of bastard uh, child of the series. I uh, I will I so will yeah, now I will now pick yeah. up the mantle here. I think this is also kind of like a lukewarm take. It's what? Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't agree with the take that it's the best Metroid. I think this is off the good. mark. That's yeah. But um, <laughs> that that's hot. But what's not hot is the idea that the future <laughs> remakes or whatever. I'm including Samus Returns in this. Um, but you are specifically referring to AM2R in that yeah. they sort of uh, ret like they sort of fit it into how we imagine Metroid and make sort of standardize it. But it's also sort of a bastardize because uh, Metroid 2 was special in its own way. And people just didn't appreciate it for that. Um, I think a lot yeah. of people want the more standard, uh, streamlined Metroid experience. So that's why they immediately in their brains go, oh my god, AM2R is the definitive experience. And I mean, I think mm -hmm. Samus Returns is 
it's it's its own thing as well. Um, I agree with yeah, all yeah. Of that, but that being said, Metroid Two is not that good. Um, <laughs> I would ask you, did you play Fusion? Uh, I've I've played it for a bit, but I haven't finished. Never finished it. I, I never played. I would yeah. say if if you are worried about certain issues and you definitely want atmosphere and sort of horror, the only thing that's going to get close is yeah, probably right. going to be fusion. Right, I can see that. I I think my favorite so far that I can speak more uh, with more conviction about is uh, Zero Mission. I think that's probably my number two, uh, so the remake of of one. Um, but but yeah, I think I should probably yeah I should probably play play Fusion. Uh, one thing I want to say, uh, Nintendo's official remake of uh, like Samus Returns of two, uh, I think for me is I prefer it to uh, AM2R because it is it goes for a a completely different thing. Just instead of just a new 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 thing. I, I completely really, agree. I, I think Samus Returns is better than AM2R. Game. Yeah. Where, whereas AM2R. People love it, but it's like a very, for me, a very theoretical uh, thing where it's like on paper, you know, this may sound great, but that's not how it works really because a game has a history and like the original is there and like there's a, it matters. It's not like, I don't know, there's a cold rationale to me about sort of just saying, I, oh, we've, we're fixing, I, I agree. fixing I, this by, uh, yeah. you know. I think it's made by people. I think AM2R is made by people that like Metroid as a series and like Super Metroid and the following stuff and not people that liked Metroid 2. So they tried to fix Metroid 2 and instead of making it a, a better version of itself. Right. Um, so with okay. this takes... I'm going to yeah. go completely left field. You weren't seeing this coming. What is the optimal game fuel soda drink or drink in general for your gaming experience? I'm asking y'all. Well, this this is this uh, is definitely uh, unexpected, but I like it. I like it. Uh, raw egg. Raw, raw egg. egg. I, know, um... <laughs> I mean, that's now... a hot take. <laughs> it's it's kind of hard Damn. to just like even though there there's a literal game fuel flavor brand i think just just classic mountain dew is kind of the way to go isn't it i okay I mean, all right time for the actual take <laughs> if it's mountain dew it's code red mm-hmm. if it's not mountain dew uh. and i don't think it is mountain dew i go cherry coke hmm is this a take this what? is a take. This is a take. The definitive <laughs> game rule is cherry coke. I don't. I don't know if this uh, is so much a hot take as as much as it is a confusing I, I take. I definitely I, wasn't I, expecting I'm, this. I, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I, what? This is like that tweet I, I post. Uh, someone posted recently where it's like all my American friends. Uh, like a tweet where it's like all my American friends talk about uh, their doodle dee doo being. Uh, I don't know, and their their jingle dee dong being like being so great and discussing these uh, uh, brands or whatever, and I'm like, <laughs> you're talking about this as everyone knows what they are. <laughs> like I have, I have no idea. <laughs> you don't know what cherry these, uh, coke flavors. is. <laughs> I, I mean, I know what cherry coke is, but like, uh, uh, soda flavors are very very American uh, subject. Discuss, especially discussing ranking them. <laughs> well, uh, well, Pavlos, I've... 
This yeah. is this is why I was asking. I'm not asking your favorite Mountain Dew flavor. I'm asking what is the optimum drink for your mm-hmm. gaming experience. So if you drink tea or whatever you guys do over there, that's fine. Just tell me it's tea. It's, it's water. <laughs> it's water? That's good yeah, game fuel. I agree. I, I, I really only drink water. Like you, 90% is water. You got to be hydrated. I agree. That's not that's not, that's not not bad. I we, Thumbs up. Some coffee, but we can't maybe. we can't just stop there because yeah. there's there's more than just water to water. We have a variety of different waters. If you're doing bottled water, you've got different brands of bottled water. I know over in Europe they like that sparkling water. Come on, what, what I like sparkling <laughs> water. What what is I, your I like preferred water, water Pavos? Well, I can I, I can tell you. I have some opinions on water. Actually most people here uh drink from the tap, uh because you actually can drink it. Uh quite safely here uh it's it's really really clean but uh i i'm actually a uh an exception especially in my age age group uh uh, because i I actually buy uh, bottled water i'm actually uh, i always have like uh uh, you know i would just stack up um and uh, i have both i like both i i I grew up only drinking sparkled water i think we may have touched on this on the breakfast cast which everyone (laughs) should listen to uh but uh, recently, I've been also getting, uh, you know, regular still water uh, because uh, it's actually better for uh, sport. Like when I do sports, workout, or whatever, it's better to, you know, I can drink more when it's not uh, sparkling water, obviously. So uh, now I, I do, I do both. I do the hybrid, the hybrid uh, water solution. Wow. <laughs> I drive, I drive on both lanes. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> both water uh, roads. Uh, uh, anyway. No, but uh, let's get your real take, bro. <laughs> that was that was the real take. <laughs> that, that was the take I <laughs> Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I think uh, yeah. So getting your votes in, if David or I uh, had the hottest <laughs> take this week, and uh, we're gonna be moving on here to our game of the week, uh, which uh, we have the world-renowned expert on with uh, on the cast with David for this game. Uh, I think you. You developed this, right? Yeah, you yeah. Also... I, I was a yes. uh, lead artist uh, on it. Um, I mostly just uh, kind of wait. They didn't actually use we any of my. Of the cast. Uh, they didn't actually use any of my drawings in the end because uh, I'm actually a terrible artist. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, it, it was it was kind of you know a nice gig for a little while. I still got paid, so mm-hmm. you know that, that was cool. No, Nomura looked over at your work and just copied it. He traced over it so. and added some belts. Added some yeah. belts. Uh, but but yeah, um, you also hold the speedrun record, of course, everything. Uh, <laughs> so this game is a DSRPG, um, and uh, you know it originally came out in 2007. It's a Square game, uh, co-developed by Jupiter, um, and uh, you know they did some. I don't know they they exist for a while now. They do the Picross E series, bringing it back of to Picross. Of course, back to Picross. Ayo. <laughs> It always uh, everything leads back to Picross. Um, uh, you know, this was directed by a bunch of people. Uh, I think the uh, you know Nomura is an inf- but it's kind of infamous an infamous Nomura game, even though he was merely a, like a creative producer and stuff. But like the designs are his, and and you know that's kind of the the recognizable thing. Um, the quick sort of. Uh, Rundown on it is that it is a again a, a fully 
full full RPG, although you could call it an action RPG of sorts. It's not turn-based or anything. Um, it featured heavily the dual screens. Uh, it used the dual screens to, I think, it it the sort of the the maximum <laughs> extent that they could be used. Um, I found the I found the it, name of uh, the system of the battle system. If you're interested, they they called it the Stride Battle Cross system. Of course, <laughs> that's the obvious obvious name for it. Like, what else could you call it? Uh, it <laughs> uh, was released, re-released uh, on mobile uh, devices in 2012 and on Switch in 2018. Can I, can I talk about and that we'll for a, a second? Just that release thing, because oh, sure. I remember, uh, you know, for for people who were huge fans of the games when it was like first out and everything, and there was a big. Like like announcement for the mobile game mm. release, but it was all like secretive done, and on their yeah. website they had a big countdown clock for a whole week, kind of in like the style of the game, <laughs> which is you know it's a kind of motif right. throughout. It was counting down, and everyone yeah. was like anticipating a sequel, which would seem like the best mm-hmm. thing. And then when the announcement came at the end of it, it was like <laughs> it's a mobile port, and like. Everyone was oh, just wait. like yeah. pissed off. That video had <clears throat> so many ridiculous like downvotes on it. They removed it from the website. I remember because it was just so poorly received and so awful. And right, and it it, it was a Did very dejecting play experience. The mobile version? <laughs> what was that? I, I feel like well, go ahead. I was asking if anyone played the mobile version. No, <laughs> I wasn't going to pay money I, I to, to not, play no. the, the mobile version of the game no. when I had it on so, the DS. Like, I, I just couldn't imagine it at first because the dual screen system was obviously such a major component of it. So I'm like, how does this work for a, a mobile game? I don't want to play I'm, games I'm on I'm about a, to ask general, that question but... <laughs> for you guys that played it on the Switch because I only played it on the DS and I have no concept of how you guys will do it. Yeah. Um, I guess so I will explain how the DS one is done um basically you control the main character his name is neku and you um i i just realized i had to explain a bit of the story because there's <laughs> different partners but but um you you basically wake up in some sort of twisted game and you have a week and each Mario day you party. get a separate mission <laughs> and you have to do the mission or else everyone that's playing the game will die and you partner up with somebody and that partner is on the top screen and you're on the bottom screen. You use the touchpad to control Neku and do attacks with him. And then you use either the D-pad or the, the A, B, X, Y buttons if you're a lefty or righty. I don't know how that works. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, if you're a lefty. Lefty, yeah. Um, or, yeah, whatever. Um, to control <laughs> the, the top screen and each partner has a separate sort of bonus um, method for them. I don't know how you do it on the Switch. Yeah, we'll get... Yeah, right, that leads us to fin- me finishing my yeah. initial bit. Sorry, sorry to so cut you off was, there, but... <laughs> no, not at all. I thought you were going to go on because uh, uh, there was a recent yeah, uh, I... tease, teaser about the World Ends With You I was thing. More, and... I was more prepared so, for the yeah. disappointment of that <laughs> announcement. Uh, it was, again, right. similarly built-up anticipation, maybe a sequel yeah. on the whispers, and then bam... Right. A new anime adaptation is is coming. Out. For the record, like, oh, this is well, a good anime. You know, I th- like this is a good thing to make an anime. Yeah, it's it's a right. better decision it than a mobile is port one. for sure. But you know, yeah. still not a sequel, which I would, I'd love instead. 
Well, you, what you got was Worlds End With You Final Remix. This is the uh, ba- the Switch version based on the mobile version. came out in 2018. And yes, of course, uh, now as uh, Bro explained that on the DS you play touch and uh, you know physical buttons uh, simultaneously, um, which I have no idea how to, like, <laughs> I should uh, give that a shot. I, don't, I have no idea how that works. Uh just, uh, you basically just mash with one hand, and then you just you do your scribbles with another. However, right. um, your partner is also an auto partner, so like if you sure. leave it alone for a couple seconds, it'll do its own stuff. I I generally wouldn't so, advise yeah. doing that though, because the auto it's computer slow. Is... It's very slow. It's yeah. better to mash. I'm gonna be real. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely <laughs> like with the DS version. It either like you have to just trust that what's going on on the top screen isn't gonna kill you because both parties use the same health bar so you kind of have to pay attention to both uh which is really difficult because there's a lot going on on both screens at any time so it was interesting to see uh i did play a little bit of the switch version before this discussion to see kind of how it worked and the combat is uh very different um i'm I'm not sure that i like it more uh necessarily uh, particularly mm-hmm. if you're like, because I tried it with both the touch screen and you can also just use the the the, the Joy Cons to Joy-Cons. do it. <laughs> Did you try it with the Joy Cons, Poflos? Yes, I've t- I tried both. Uh, do you want to uh, explain how it works, or I can do the you 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 go ahead because like. you played like the whole game through it. I only played like the first couple chapters before I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, first of all, I want to say about the Switch version, obviously it changes everything that couldn't work anymore. Yeah. So, like, you know, there's just straight up uh, multiplayer now. There's nothing with the mingle system from the DS version. Uh, and, uh, yes, indeed, the, oh, uh, the obviously the graphics are, I have to Big say... Big improvement. Oh, you, you think so? Uh, I, well, as far as, like, quality-wise, uh, it was a lot more clear when yes. I saw it on the, the screen. Mm-hmm. But it also might just be, like, from coming from a tiny-ass DS screen to, like, my big yeah. 72-inch screen or whatever it was on the TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I like sometimes the... Uh, I think the... Um, so these are the, obviously, up-resed, upscaled and up-resed um, sprites from ds uh sort of cleaned up and everything but i think it has this filter that i don't like it, it has a bit of that filter look mm-hmm. that some people apply to some some criminals <laughs> apply to old games when they play with an emulator they apply some ugly uh, uh ugly as filter um and i think this has a little bit of that and i think that's kind of a common thing with upresed uh sort of stuff that was on 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 sort of less powerful um you know, systems and then gets upresed in, in in these scenarios. I think it may be it may look a bit too clean. Sometimes I like I, f- I find uh, graphic el- graphical elements mesh better if they're a bit uh, lower res uh, because obviously on DS it all it also has a bit of that sprite sprite-y yeah. look. Let's say. Uh, and and here it's just very clean sort of renders running around and i think that can sometimes lead to some jo- uh, especially in the interplay between foreground elements so the moving elements and the background it can be a bit too jarring they can be too separated in a way or like feel like one is sort of just walking on the other instead of like on top of the other instead of sort of being in mm-hmm. it you know what i mean it's a very distinct sort of feeling that is pretty you know there's a lot of examples of this but um, also just new games it doesn't even have to be remakes and it always bothers me a little bit anyway um the main thing is of course the control uh change and 
it's uh, there is no second screen, so the, your partner is just uh, summoned also by touch or by Joy-Con, so by sort of a, the cursor. Uh, uh, the Joy-Cons, I should say, act like a Wiimote cursor, basically. Um, or you can just do have it attached, and then uh, it's by touch. Um, and you, uh, by tapping on enemies, just purely tapping on them, you have your partner do his attacks uh, on them. And uh, you only get the little game, you know, where they that you have on DS constantly. We have a similar sort of game only when you do a fusion attack. Uh, that's the only uh, part where it shows up, really. So it is really different, and you do the attack still with you know touch motions, but you could say it's streamlined. It's obviously easier yeah. like this because you only have to tap the enemy, and you can just alternate on the touch with doing your motions and doing the tapping on the enemy to just have the sync meter up pretty easily all the time. Yeah, I, and I think that's even though it is easier, I think that's what I didn't like about it as much because I one of the yeah. things I enjoyed is that it is more challenging that you have to split your attention between the two screens and you have to control them, you know, independently, and it's it's tough and it takes all mm -hmm. of your focus. But uh, you know, I find that way more engaging as opposed to just with uh, the tapping yeah. on enemies and then it summons them for attacks. You know, it it I it feels like yeah. the the partner aspect is so neutered in the uh transfer, but at the same time uh I don't know what I else you would have done. I would prefer. <laughs> right. I think I would prefer the DS version. I should play it because uh, I think it's even though it sounds impossible, <laughs> it uh it's, you, it's you get I think more interesting. You get used to it. It, yeah. it definitely takes some adjustment to figure out how to do it, but I think as as bro put, you basically for the most part yeah. don't look at the top screen and just mash in either direction. Uh, and depending mm -hmm. on, like, if it's a boss, then they make it kind of more clear when you should focus on which, you know, part of, of the right. screen. Right. But but otherwise, it's yeah. button mashing and then controlling and, Neku on the bottom. And we get about we get to actually talking about what happens in the game and the stuff when we talk in a bit, because then we'll talk about the setting and the narrative. But just while we're at the while we're still uh, going on about the controls and, and the sort of more technical issues, uh, I will say that um, so you have pins and you uh, the pins are sort of sort of spells or attacks that you you do and you trigger them by doing certain motions, uh, so tapping into empty space, uh, doing a Holding and drawing a line, or uh, slashing, slashing, the aforementioned <laughs> slashing, bro's favorite. Oh and uh, no, but uh, for, like I like slashing. I think it's my, one of my the least more, favorite uh, is using the DS mic. Actually, that's okay, the worst. sorry. So, so that's actually <laughs> second worst that's is slashing. That's an interesting one. That's I'm fair. assuming they just removed those microphone pins from the game because there's just no way you would do them with the switch. I imagine. Uh, and I guess in Bro's defense, the microphone pins aren't even all that great generally. Uh, there are none of them that evolve into particularly great pins, because uh, that's another aspect that there there are pins that evolve into better versions of attacks as you go along. Right. And uh, yeah, I think it's actually really really interesting as well, because not only do you have the different psychs as they're called, which is basically just the different powers they have and the different commands that you know, summon the ability, yeah. but also the branding is an interesting mechanic in that they influence the power depending on where you're at. And, right. and you've got to match with these styles of the area, which also play in tune with the, the clothing that you attach to your characters and such. And there's these very specific brands that they all play into. And they're all 
styled in, in, in certain ways. You know, they all have their uh, motifs to them, which I think make them interesting and uh, fun. I, I also like... Um... Mm-hmm. Number one, I like the fashion. That'll tie more into the style and sort of yeah. like the sort of mood the game wants to emphasize here. But I also like uh, how it does encounters for the most part. You choose to grind. You're like, okay, I need to grind here, or or you know stuff like that. Or when you need to progress through a wall, there are these reapers. Reapers are like sort of the the uh, the NPCs of the game that that are dictating the game. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And uh, they prevent you from going through to the next area. And they sort of sometimes have restrictions on you. Uh, my favorites when you uh, when they choose the pins for you or stuff, just minor stuff like that, that just really makes the game refreshing. I, I think one of the things uh, you'll really enjoy, bro, I know you didn't get through all of it, but in the, the end game, the, there's a final like final final boss in the post game stuff. Uh, there's a whole uh, tower you have to climb where each floor you have to do different brands of pins are the only thing you can use. Oh, you see, that's that's really cool. Having having sort of forcing you to do different gameplay elements is awesome to me. I, I, I don't like it when you have like a singular <clears throat> monolithic uh, gameplay style or meta. Yeah. So, yeah, because right. while I think most psychs uh, apply to every brand... There's, there's definitely some that emphasize others more. Like, there's... Uh, well, uh, I'm, so all of the brands are kind of themed after, like, the the typical... Uh, uh, I believe there is the Chinese New Year animals, right? Or is it a different one I'm thinking of? Because what you've got... You've got, oh, like, no. monkey, tiger, dragon, yeah. uh, right. other ones like that. Or, or no, because I guess yeah. one of them's a bat, so it's not really. But, uh, you know, th- there's a sort of theme there. I'm sure there's something that I'm not you know, culturally aware of that, that is actually You're tied to. You're supposed to be the weeb, David. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I guess the one in particular I was alluding to was the, the Jupiter of the, the monkey set uh, it has a lot of emphasis on slashing pins, but there's obviously some other variety in there. Uh, and other ones like the, the natural puppy selection uh, favors uh, bullet pins. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, one, one thing... Um... Right. Just to tie this, because we sort of transitioned from the controls to, to this, um, I, I want to say that, uh, uh, first of all, uh, the microphone uh, sites are in. They just have, like, oh. other commands now, okay. different commands. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just to close the previous point out, I had issues with the, con- with the controls uh, for me. Uh, yeah. Like, and I, I'm not, I know I'm not the only one. Like, uh, um, with the Switch version, uh, it... I, sh- I when I continue to play this for post game stuff and and, and 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 stuff, I will I will get I think I will try to get a stylus. Uh, it just feels better than using using your finger. It was a game that was uh, obviously think. designed for a stylus as it was for the, right, the right. DS. And uh, but mm-hmm. but I th- still don't think it's it's optimal. Even with a stylus, it yeah. wouldn't be optimal. Like uh, for example, the difference between sort of summoning, for example, the you know the hold and to draw a line, the fire spell, the early one, uh-huh. uh, for example, uh, and moving, uh, it's very tough to reliably get it off. Like, now I want to move, now I want to use this. It's it's very tough. And I think they should have just put character movement uh, on the, uh, the um, stick, like, easily. That's, for me, a no-brainer decision. Uh, it would have been way better because... Um, some some uh, touch screen inputs are just too similar to that when you want to run and then you do you you know get stuck and do the fire spell or whatever because of because of a very slight difference in uh, in inputs that's, and that's yeah 
unfortunately. That's still the case with uh, the the DS. You still use the touchscreen to move Neku as well as pins like the the pyrokinesis pins and such. But obviously, the the touchscreen for the DS is a lot more sensitive and and you know designed for that. So the mixing between that is yeah. not so much of a, a problem. And uh, I, but I I agree that the the Switch version is really not optimal for the style of game this is. Having played it, uh, it's it's not using. Since it's not, it doesn't have a second screen, it's not using stuff like it could use the the um, it could use the stick for movement. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm it's I'm surprised it didn't get ported to like the Wii U first. That would have made way more sense because you still could have utilized the dual mm. screens that yeah. way. But uh, you know, right, right. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you had the same experience in testing out the game on the Switch that I did. In that uh, you may have tried the uh, the Joy Cons and found that they were just completely garbage because the sensors are just not uh you know they, they don't operate fast enough to, to actually operate uh i didn't get far so enough so are you yeah. literally waving the joy cons yeah you, you have to yeah, point. I mean, uh, it it switch is like a, it has like a you know it has like a sensor bar even yeah. the um even the gamepad like the uh, mm -hmm. you know even yeah, that has like an inbuilt in thing i just but didn't think it'd be that intensive enough to be able to yeah. incorporate that control setup uh, and it's always good to have options, but uh, but yeah, for me also didn't I, work. <laughs> I think the the switch may have like compensated in some of the fights by like either slowing down the the enemies or making them less like less on the screen to mm. compensate for the mm. lack of uh, fluidity of the controls. But generally, still, it's it was very troublesome to try and get. Whereas uh, you know you've got a lot of uh, control ability with the the DS uh, version, and so the the enemies mm. are very frantic and abundant in a lot of battles and and it can be hard to manage at times but uh i think uh satisfying in a very satisfying kind of way well it's also uh, satisfying you know, you because kind of... you also have a lot of options to approach a battle um when you go into the menu you have there it's a sort of risk reward system there's two def two two separate options you can you can either um literally set the difficulty to easy or whatever and then you can also lower your level and both of those options, the harder you make it, the better uh, drops you'll get, the better sort of rewards you'll get. But obviously, it'll be a harder experience. But they also just give you an opportunity to sort of breathe as well. And it's not necessarily like walk in the park, baby easy. But um, it just gives you a range of uh, options. And that's really cool to me. Yeah, there, there are some times, yeah. and it's, it's interesting because the, the difficulty in battle can sometimes just come down to how the, the enemies shake out. Sometimes you can just get mm -hmm. surrounded by some really bullshit enemies and just like have your health drained. And then if you go to hit retry, then you, you can just swiftly move through the fight like like it was no big deal. <laughs> so sometimes it can be very punishing. You, you can uh, lose well, your health bar in like a second. Mm-hmm. I, like it's, um, it's brutal at points where you're like, oh, oh my god, I didn't, I wasn't looking at the top screen yeah. for two seconds, <laughs> and, and your health just ah, like shit. depletes. If I if I remember right, for the Switch version, one thing is that if you lose a fight, it doesn't give you an immediate retry option. Uh, I believe from from what little I played, was that the case, Pavlos? Oh man, <laughs> Pavlos never loses. I don't. I no, I don't know. I I never lost. No. <laughs> uh, I. I yeah, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Uh, that, That's actually. I believe that was the case. Again, I only played a little bit. I'm doubting but... it. Yeah, I'm doubting myself. Well, huh? Yeah. I... 
I think you may be right, but I'm not sure. Uh, with the DS version, at least, like, if you lose, you can just hit retry, and it'll boot up the battle from the start again. Like, there's no going back to where you were before it started or anything, or no having to mm -hmm. go back to where you last saved, which is good for for battles that can be intensely punishing, especially in the case of some of yeah. the boss fights here, because uh, they're not all that easy, I have to say. <laughs> not just that, but there may yeah. be an extensive cutscene beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, before we get to that, uh, the the cutscenes and the story. Uh, uh, well, or actually, let's. I wanted to lead into it okay. by saying that uh, what you previously mentioned on about the fashion. And by the way, this is the most unlikely precursor to uh, it because it's set in Shibuya, uh, which is obviously the then. I hear, I hear now it's really not what it once was, mm -hmm. like very sort of touristy and just not. It just I don't know. It's supposed to have lost a lot of its magic. I, I don't know. Uh, of course, firsthand, but uh, then, of, of course, it was really sort of a cultural center of the young uh, uh, generation and, uh, you know, with a very sprawling scene and like a, a, a distinct, you know, fashion style and uh, just all those, it all was, those it things. Was music, the Japan the, Bohemia. <laughs> right. <laughs> and other things. I think it was a very uh, colorful mix always. But, um, and of course, you know, video games played a big role there, arcades and stuff, it's famous for that. Um, so the fashion, most unlikely precursor, of course, to another game that emulates Shibuya. Of course, I'm talking about Splatoon, uh, which, uh, which you know, takes, uh, I think, takes really a lot of cues here from the, uh, uh, the, the importance of, of fashion and how it sort of figures into the game. Uh, that's, uh, and that's really cool. I love, like, a... It's too, too few games that, uh, not enough games that yeah. sort of think about yeah. fashion. I think fashion is cool. That's an interesting parallel that I'd never <laughs> considered, but you're but you're right in definitely having that uh, significant fashion influence, uh, particularly of the Japanese scene on it, and incorporating it into how they affect the, the battle systems in that the clothing that you choose impacts how uh, your, your performance. And, uh, you know, I think with like any uh, good RPG, you know, uh, the, the more... Uh, you have a good balance of elements that impact, you know, the the abilities and the stats that you have of a particular character here. Uh, in in the yeah. case of this, like stats aren't as like uh, primarily like at the front of it. Like you're you're not customizing them as mm -hmm. much, but it's still important to put into. Like if you're not giving your characters the the food that's going to boost their attacks or defense or stuff or you're not equipping them with the clothes that are going to increase their hp yeah. or give them you know uh prevent them from immobility or uh you know defense down or whatever then you're gonna have a yeah. really hard time trying to just muscle through the game all of those functions are there to help you know benefit the the combat system yeah it's it's really it's really very very uh sort of um very cool you know, very cohesive in that in that uh, aspect. I think it works really well. Um, one one thing. Uh, well, so this 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 I mentioned the fashion or put such an emphasis on it because it really I think again this uh, the particular feeling of Shibuya, which Splatoon, you know, like I said, it emulates it. Uh, I mean, it's very very much a uh, squid, uh, <laughs> you know, or the split the Splatoon version splatooned version of shibuya in, in those games but uh, uh it it also you know just the overall style and the you know a certain teenage attitude uh and and stuff and uh, uh, uh and an edginess certainly at 2000 
you know, an uh, 2000s uh, edginess. I, th I think Meta Knight <laughs> fit perfectly uh, in this yeah, game. Uh, Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> okay, all right. I want to talk about the start uh, of this game. When you start yeah. with the game, it gets Go real ahead. edgy real fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. The main character is like the edgelord, Tsundere, whatever, number one. He's so edge. So <laughs> He's edge. like, I hate everybody. No one's like me. I couldn't like anybody. Leave <laughs> me alone. Get out of my way. <laughs> Yep, yeah. Niku's a is a bit of a, a emo teenager there. Certainly fits the bill. But I think yeah. Neku has a Did good. Did you identify it with him? Thankfully, uh, when you played it. What's initially? Up? I'm asking David if he. What was it, what were your feelings when you first played it about him? Like, did you sort of recognize it, or did you was was there more like a you know were you more identifying with him? Uh, you know, may, maybe a little of both. Uh, I think. Uh, Okay. Uh, a, a number of us here in America had our hot topic phase growing up, and Neku kind of uh, fit, fit the bill of that fairly well. I could I could relate in a, okay, in a way, okay. but also recognize that it was <laughs> you know kind of cranked up to a yeah. uh, periodic degree. That uh, obviously he was uh, a dummy for uh, all of his yeah. uh, pretense there. Right, right. Um, so, what what are your feelings on on the on the story overall? Uh for me, the story is one of the more appealing aspects of the game because it has this interesting uh, kind of fantastical uh, ambition in setting up the idea of the Reaper's game and, you know, having the, you know, the the different planes of the worlds and everything there and how that functions. Right. And, and it makes it a very, very interesting and, and appealing, I think. And it's obviously such a core draw of the game because it plays such a central role and there's uh, a lot of developments as it continues to go on. It is like, you know, the, the fact that it is being adapted for an anime makes perfect sense because it unfolds very much like that in a, you know, chapter-esque manner. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and so I'd yep. say that's just as compelling as the unique style of gameplay uh, is, as far as for being a point of interest for the uh, the game. Right. Rogan? Are, are we saying spoilers? Depends. <laughs> do you do you want to go into uh, spoilers, Pavlos? I know Bro is is not quite finished with the game. Here's the thing: is like we can spoil it. Like in my head, we're comfortable spoiling what happens in week one at least, and like what is actually happening. Yeah. Uh, the, sure. The, the thing is, is yeah, that, that Bro that. still has some major spoilers to come up to. Like there's still some quite some big oh, twisty yeah. twists. I coming. mean, to cover it in the cast is, I think, important. So go ahead and spoil me, baby. I'm ready. But I don't. I don't see the necessity for our latest sporters. Oh, okay. Like, uh, this this is an old game, y'all. It's fine. Um, but <laughs> Not because of that, but, you know, just... Uh, yeah. No, but go ahead with your uh, first with your uh, week one uh, talk. I mean, again, I, I also got to, through week two as well. Like, I ended early week three. Sure. Um, but that being sure. said, what I like about the story is sort of a very cheesy anime... Or, or at least a very suspenseful mm. soap opera-esque thing where they'll Mystery. give you a revelation near the end of yeah. the episode or, like, yeah. a dramatic moment. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, Neku's about to kill somebody. Or, oh, my God, yeah. the your, your sidekick was secretly the bad guy the whole time. And, like, <sighs> and then it'll end, and then you won't know what happened. And then later on in the next episode, you find out what happened later. Mm -hmm. And it's funny to me. And it's and it's a good way to hook you it, in, and you sort of it, learn yeah. revelations. And secretly, I guess to open it up, 
the biggest revelation, at least to me, was in, in that week one where you learned that the game is about death. You, Everyone that's playing the game died and is fighting for a chance to come back. And the Reapers are, you know, knock on wood or like fucking duh obvious. They're Grim Reapers. They're, they're sort of helping the players play the game. And it's sort of like a yeah. twisted sort of afterlife scenario. So I, I guess to kind yeah. of establish even more the, the conceit of the, the story, the game, the game within the game here, uh, you know, to kind of go with the details, it's basically how the, the Reapers game works is that we have a group of players who are all selected, all people who have died, who are trying to earn back their lives at the end of seven days. In order to enter the game, they have to give up... We should say this is major spoilers, right? Just yeah. So everyone yeah, I'm just, I'm just talking yeah. about just the, the conceit of that. And, yeah. you know, any, like, major right. twist or anything, uh, I'll leave out. I think Bro hasn't even come up on the biggest, biggest one yet, so... All right, all right. We'll keep all right. that quiet. But, yeah, I so, mean, what is uh, the biggest, biggest one? <laughs> just a disclaimer. Yeah, go ahead. The, the game and in, in how it works is so everyone who enters the game has to sacrifice something of importance to them, their most important thing, and that's more relevant for story purposes than it is, you know, like, actual gameplay purposes. And at right. the uh, each day, they're given a mission that they have to complete, which is designated by the composer of the game, who is basically going to be the boss that you fight at the end of the week. And... Beethoven? <laughs> Sometimes. They, they all have uh, interesting themes to them. I mean... <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't go with a yeah. more music theme. I mean, there, there's a whole, like, music-themed hierarchy right, going on because along with the composer, you yeah. have someone behind the scenes operating everything kind of, sh you know, over it all who's the conductor, uh, who they kind of explore a bit more of in the, the final week. Uh, there's a teaser for you, bro. Right. Okay. Anyway, mm -hmm. well, so one of the, the interesting things I find with the, uh, the lore of it is that the... Um, the game that is how they present it of the Reapers game is that anyone can complete the mission and that'll clear the mission for everyone that day. Uh, and, you know, there's a certain time limit on, on everyone, but the time limit doesn't actually exist within the game for you as the player. You, you could just fuck around all day in Shibuya and it won't matter. You know, you don't have to race anywhere by any particular time. Yeah. And thankfully, and, thankfully. Yeah. and nobody else, there are, there are no actual characters in the game who are playing the game who are going to complete it for you 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 are the one who has to go and do it every time uh except for like one exception within the story uh so the there's the <laughs> the reapers game is a cool conceit in and of itself which doesn't actually affect the game that you're playing as much as the rules that it establishes which is interesting i think and also very hard to explain without getting confusing yeah. I think we've done um, it as best as we could. The, the way of storytelling, of course, is sort of very, uh, you know, very v VN-esque, like most other sort of anime or you know, Japanese uh, role-playing games uh, with, you know, this kind of... Well, I guess I guess it's it's more... It's easier to do it like this on handheld uh, anyway. So, uh, so yeah, this is, uh, this is sort of, you know, just... Uh, um, Aside from some cutscenes, it's you know very much uh, sort of uh, cartoon. Uh, there the the uh, uh, drawings of the characters sort of you know talking to each other with, in text. Um, I th I think the uh, segments really help uh, 
pace it. In in my head, I didn't play it like this. I binged it or as much as I could. But like I think you are meant to space it out a little bit. Um the days really help yeah. with that. Or even the weeks. If you played it week by week like that, I think it yeah. I think it would really uh help the the pace yeah. for your personal experience. I, sure, I think so. that's very obviously intended just from the fact of the, the shutdown mechanic that comes with the uh experience gaining of, of pins. I hate that evolution. shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking dumb. <laughs> it, oh, it was even worse with Can the. Can you explain it first, uh, David? What was that? Can you give a yeah, yeah. It quickly what that is? So there, there are mm-hmm. uh, there are two ways. Uh, three, if you're playing the DS version, of giving experience for for pins, and there are a myriad of pins which will evolve depending on which way you give them experience. Uh, the two primary ways are uh, through battle, the most obvious one. And then there's a shutdown yeah. function, which uh, pins will uh, gain experience uh, the longer away from the, the game you play. They get a certain amount of experience for a time not played in it. The The third function, uh, which is exclusive to the DS, is a mingle function, which, of course, uses the uh, you know interplay between yeah. the DSs, which uh, Bro and I obviously did not get a chance to do this time because nobody's playing this game around yeah. anymore. And it was, it was hard enough as it was when the game was out because there was actually far less mingling to be done between people, you know, when you did. But, uh, so cer- certain pins mm-hmm. that I would have used on my first playthrough, uh, you know, what, 10 years ago or whatever, <laughs> um, I, I no longer would because I couldn't get them to evolve because the mingle function no longer is available. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't actually know. Oh, you, you meant the, the evolution yeah. was ex- exclusive to the mingling? There, there are some pins in the DS version yeah. which will only evolve through right. mingled experience. Uh-huh, yeah. Which they right. entirely abandoned, of course. Like, they just switched everything over from mingling to shut down for the, the port. Because, uh, obviously, that's way better to yeah. do. Mingling was uh, a dumb feature to begin with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I also don't like it, like like Bro said, but uh, but yes, like the idea of it. Uh, also, sort of encouraging not to play is like a weird uh, thing. Like in a way, it encourages you to not play the game for a while. I, I agree. Is, uh, it, it's one of those thing things that's like for. sort of patronizing. Like you need to go outside and get some sun. Uh, no, I don't, man. I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> <laughs> to, to me, I'm playing. I'm playing your anime game more. <laughs> I I've made my choices. <laughs> to to me, it's another uh, utilization of you know one of the functions of the DS to be able to you know take account of how long you're away from it, which I which I like. And again, I like the idea that there are different mm. ways to evolve the pins. Uh, obviously, they they could have thought sure. of maybe they could have thought of better examples uh, of ways. But if you yeah, if you don't explain it from within the um the game design, but also sort of taking external factors into it. You could also, of course, talk about how, you know, a lot of a lot of DS games where, you know, the DS introduced a lot of new functions to to handhelds and uh, Nintendo handhelds, but also generally handhelds, uh, which the PSP uh, didn't have. But but yes, uh, like sort of developers were often motivated to include as much as much of these as possible in some way, incorporate them. Um, uh, so. You know stuff like the microphone also cl- closing the DS. There and, is, and stuff yeah. Like that. In fact, there uh, is another DS closing thingy in here. I don't know if you guys came across it in your playthrough. I mean, I didn't play on DS, so go. Uh, which one are you talking about? Bro, uh, th- there's there's a a pig noise symbol that you have to take out by closing the DS. I don't know if you encountered it. I did not. It, it's a uh, it's sleeping, and that's how you know 
the, the pig noise is sleeping and you can't do anything to damage it and you get confused and frustrated and then you close the DS and, and that's how you kill it. Mm. <laughs> so uh, the music, because we, we, of course, it was this was expected because this is an RPG episode. It <laughs> was always going to be long. Uh, but, uh, you know, let's uh, let's talk about, because this is also, also a huge aspect of the game for me, the very... Uh, um, sort of intense and uh, varied and and uh, deep um, music and uh, like soundtrack uh, compositions by uh, Takeharu Ishimoto, uh, who uh, really dabbled in a lot of uh, styles here, um, a lot of different genres, combining them in uh, in various ways. A lot of uh, songs uh, uh, like tracks of lyrics, which is always in my in my mind is always appreciated. Love the uh, lyrics in. Uh, in, in like songs with lyrics in, in video games um and and i thought it was you know it can be a bit overbearing <laughs> uh, sometimes, sometimes the song is like whoa there calm down <laughs> calm down game like it really also when it starts it's just like immediately it's like driving driving home the beats and the and the, and the lyrics and the, te- the also the, the lyrics themselves are some really some really great uh sort of nonsensical uh, uh, Japanese English. Uh, so, uh, but but of, of course, uh, just overall, it is a super um, inventive and unique uh, and, and recognizable uh, soundtrack. I think the soundtrack is the best part of uh, at least the experience I played. Um, it's, I, I think the at worst, it can be like a moment where it's like, it's playing the wrong song at the wrong time, but they're all sure. good songs. <laughs> And um, there are suspenseful tracks for the suspenseful moments and there's light moments and there's like good battle themes and whatever. My only complaint about any of the songs was the call, the calling song (laughs) has a phone ring in it. And I hate stuff like that. It's it's so slight that you could barely hear it. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, is is a phone ringing in the background? I I think uh, uh, calling has become my favorite track out of all of them. Uh, almost just by you know the the mm. fact that it's uh, yeah. played so often. It seems to come up more often than any other song in like the the menu music and stuff yeah. or battles. Every it's so prevalent that I think I've just been uh, you know indoctrinated into thinking it's the best one. But there's there's quite a number of course the the title theme one is good there's one called um long dream that i really like as well give me all your love <laughs> great track uh, i love that one but the, yeah calling and twister also uh and and like uh they appeared actually in in dream drop dream drop distance the kingdom hearts uh, 3ds game and uh, also the final fantasy curtain call the second uh, final fantasy rhythm game on 3ds had a uh, calling and twister as a uh, I, those two um, tracks so, are probably like yeah. the trademark ones of the games here right what the kingdom hearts also had someday a uh, third track mm-hmm. someday um what? yeah but yes those are the calling cards for one sure. of the the other things to compare is, and no contrast with <laughs> other anime edgy games um and, and this will go back into and then we can actually talk about because i think we've sort of glanced over more of the aesthetic or character design that i'd like but i like how this game progresses story and its edginess and its exposition more than Kingdom Hearts and more than Persona at points. This game reminded me a lot of Persona wow. 4 mm-hmm. and a little bit sure, of 5 because yeah. of the Shibuya thing. But like 4's like soundtrack at least has like it's also like got its upbeat moments too. And um, 
I like how this one does everything more. Uh, obviously, it's got the edginess to it, but um, I just like the characters more. I like sort of like the drama more. Um, I liked it mm. when uh, it's not. Is it B or is it the other one? Is it Rhythm? Which one died? B, B and Rhyme. Rhyme was the one who uh, dies. Which Ear- one died? Early on, so it's not a spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Early on, the little kid dies. Yeah. So yeah. and and it's impactful. It, it it's like whoa, didn't see that coming. And like it's just another one of those suspenseful moments. But like I like how those <laughs> moments work more than anything that ever happened in Kingdom Hearts ever. Yeah. Oh. Well, okay, yeah, it's you know, so, it's a different, it's a different thing, but sure. It, I mean, uh, Kingdom Hearts is stupid fun. <laughs> this is like sort of serious, no, sort of serious, semi-serious sort of melodrama. The, the, I mean, I mean, I would say it's a Nomura title. There's melodrama in it, no matter what. Mm-hmm. For sure. Fair enough. Fair uh, look, enough. so the, the the one is goofy and Donald. when you're mixing the melodrama of Kingdom Hearts <laughs> with the Disney characters, <laughs> obviously it's going to fall a little flat. This one. Is able to take itself a lot more seriously and deliver well, like well, even to an something that's story. like a slightly more serious melodrama, like Persona. Like again, compared to like, uh, I I would say Persona also has better moments of certain character development and stuff. But like for the mm-hmm. most part, I I like the suspense of this more. Mm-hmm. You know, for me it was uh, yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say ahead. comparing it to Persona Four, I think is really interesting because that game has such a fantastic story. I think so well executed that I would absolutely go into deep discussion with if this were the episode on it but uh, uh we're gonna in, in a way for that... persona 4 one day <laughs> so I, it's fine uh i think in a way that, that you you can compare these very well because they are uh similarly styled you know games very story driven you know uh and you know again i've already kind of dipped into my interest in both of them with smt earlier as well so i, th- I think it's an interesting comparison to bring up yeah, I think for me, uh, well, that's with you is a bit too um, just over the top <laughs> and a bit too focused on, uh, um, you know, the the twist structure. I think it, uh, if that stuff is used too too much, it, it just feels a bit cheap to me. I mean, uh, it's just not my kind of story. Uh, but uh, uh, I would say there's worse examples of this. So this is it was this was totally still, you know. Uh, accept, acceptable and, and sort of uh, amusing and, and stuff like uh, um, there's there's you know games especially in the visual novel space uh, that uh, like you know the, the Zero Escape series or Danganronpa comes to mind which um, are just pure uh, like pure sort of uh, plot, plot like sort of twist structure a pure twist structure, where it's almost like whatever, like the actual contents of that twist structure are like hollowed out. There's barely any. There's especially like Danganronpa, especially is like basically sort of anime tropes uh, as characters talking to each other, and then it's just you know it's just like it's trying to one up itself in terms of uh, pl- ridiculousness. It, it is uh, very twists. very and twisty. Uh, lots of twists. Uh, I guess without spoiling anything, do you, did you were you tired of the twist by that time that last twist came around, the big final twist? Did you see it coming or? Um, it. I don't know. It again. I wasn't as allergic to the twist structure in this. I don't know what about it. <laughs> I think because it. Um, I don't know, maybe because I was also just sort of clicking through it relatively quickly, like sort of, I was still reading it, but I was like, I could, I was already used to just going through it at my pace. I think sometimes these games uh, sort of um, dictate a 
a speed to the text, uh, which can sometimes be annoying, especially when it, the dialogue is not great to begin with and uh, um, you're already in the mode where you're just awaiting the just what happens in the story and you're already tuned out yep. of tuned out of uh, the actual writing. Uh, and this was better. I could just click through it and stuff. And uh, I would say I'm. No, it, it was fine. Yeah. Like uh, I think it could have gone. It could have gone way worse. It's the thing. Yeah, That's, I, I, uh, think it, I think it's satis- it went better than I expected. I think it's satisfactory. The story goes in a satisfactory direction. You know, I think it pays off fairly right. well. It, it is melodramatic, yeah. uh, certainly, but uh, it, it works well. Yeah, and yeah. I think because of what Bro touched on is that it does a good job of investing you in all of the characters fairly early on, even for as obnoxiously emo as uh, Neku is. He he's. Uh, you know, we're attached to him still. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what they do to make him not totally obnoxious because it absolutely could have gone I, that way. But uh, you I, know. I think what happens is, number one, it's a very limited cast. I think the supporting cast of the people that are not players is way more expansive. And it's sort of more of the just like crazy anime stuff. But like the singular like Neku and his partners and the other players that you're directly interacting with, those are a much more limited and focused cast for the most part. And so like Neku's, you know, emotional journey, especially like considering week week one and week two, week one, you've got like a very sympathetic girl. That's the person saying, no, Neku, you should be a good person and care about people. And then like week two comes and Joshua's almost like a psychopath. <laughs> and he's like, no, fuck it. Let's just fucking do what we need to do. And, and Neku's the person that's like, no, we should care about people. And like, that's sort it's of like, like a, a thing yeah. that helps break uh, things that helps you identify with the character more. It's like you can see the sort of thing. Even a, an extreme difference, you know, it, it helps ease off the edge. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like a Christmas story, <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> Go on with this analogy. <laughs> well, he gets visited by three, you know, I guess like three uh, uh, companions, and uh, they teach him stuff about life. Oh, okay. You Sometimes meant, not by positive example. You, you meant a Christmas Carol, Christmas not, Carol Christmas not a Christmas story. Christmas I was really confused. A Christmas uh, Carol, sorry. <laughs> oh. My bad. A Christmas Carol, of course. I was, I yeah, was really confused. Sorry. Did Niku want like a, a special BB rifle with a compass in the stock? <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to drink <laughs> right, your <right>. oval team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Christmas Carol, of course. Yeah. Do you see it? The, the... Yeah, yeah, I see, I see it. I'm only half kidding about it. No, kind of. Three, <laughs> three people yeah. visiting, bring sure. out the something yeah. about yourself. Yeah. Sort of there. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I'm gonna write my. I'm gonna write my paper uh, on this, and you'll see. You'll what, see. What did you guys think about the actual look? And what did you guys think about like the the cast? Um, personally, in my opinion. Uh, Nomura not only drew the zippers and the fashion, which I liked, <laughs> the thing I didn't like was everyone looks like a skeleton. Yeah. And that's sort of <laughs> off-putting to me. The physique. I, I, think, yeah. I think one of the best examples of it is uh, the design of Shiki, the main female companion in the first week, where she has like this impossibly tiny waist and these giant like hip bones that like, you know, stand out above her impossibly small skirt. It's it's ex- like anime drawing to an extreme. <laughs> No. It's it's a, it's that a was your favorite one? Go ahead. That was your favorite design? No, design? no, I was just saying that or... it's the most <laughs> indicative design of the, the extremity yeah. of it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I, I always I always give still props, even though the phys- you know, these physiques and stuff in these uh, anime games can can be of course be completely 
uh, absurd. Uh, I always give props if it's something is recognizable, and this is certainly that. Uh, it's uh, it's very it's a very original look, and I couldn't uh, sort of. There's really very few references that I would bring to it, sort of to, to compare. Like, may, there's there, I see some Jet Set Radio obviously mm-hmm. uh, in it, um, and uh, but but. But yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't say that it is clearly, you know, based on this. It is. Uh, it it's a very original uh, art style, and and that always counts uh, a good deal. For this is gonna sound to, weird. What do you think? Are Nemo- uh, to go a step back, what do you think are Nomura's best character designs? This is this rivals it for me, despite the edginess, because I just I yeah I think they're identifiable, and I think it works more than like. Some of the 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 Final Fantasy uh, heroes. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I, I think this one also stands <laughs> out because it has a really strong color palette. You know, and it really emphasizes it with the yeah. association of certain characters, and that helps really flesh them out and make them more identifiable. Strong outlines, like thick black outlines, everything, and like yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I feel like thinking about uh, discussing what my favorite Nomura <laughs> character design is. It's like is discussing like, your uh, favorite yeah. Da Vinci, clearly. Listen, I'll send you, my link, I'll send you the link to my GameFAQs uh, forum topic. I, I, guess a, I, I guess a better favorite discussion would come down to like the, the, the pins and boss fights. Like, What are the memorable moments and things that you latched onto in the actual gameplay itself? The... <laughs> the... Uh, the... Yeah. The... the um... The conductors or whatever the 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 bosses at the end of every week have the weirdest themes to me. Week one was like a, he he eats players, so he has a lot of chef puns and he has a lot of like cooking puns. And and then the second week has like a numbers guy where he's referring to like logical you know you know sayings like the fucking emperor's matrix and you're like okay dude it's 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 funny chill. especially when you when you're fighting him and he's just yelling out math things he's like sign cosine <laughs> the entire time you're fighting him they're bizarre yeah. but i like it well and, and he's also got uh, the other thing of like he's also like a weird like abstract artist at the same time as well as being this you know obsessive mathematician <laughs> um I looked at I, I looked at I, I, I don't know why I'm why I'm uh, uh, padding back on this, but uh, looking at Nomura <laughs> game game list. Oh God! Uh, and uh, I remember that Musashi uh, Samurai Legend, the main character, is just like a just basically just Sora with a sword instead of a keyblade. Um, but uh, he was the graphics supervisor on Mario Hoops 303. Uh, oh my god, Black Mage <laughs> basketball. Once you look at it, it's like, yep, I see the I see that. It's uh, I mean, it's you know, it's a very I, because that those uh, Mar, this Mario Hoops and Sports Mix on Wii were uh, Square Enix games. So uh, uh they look different than the typical uh Nintendo designs and you can totally see the the influence there. Wow. I also did Bouncer, <laughs> the character's wonderful Bouncer. But yeah, that stuff all, all looks like cut from this. It's all cut from the same cloth. Kingdom Hearts, Bouncer, some of the Final Fantasy designs. And uh, World Ends With You really is its own thing. Uh, so I can certainly uh, I can certainly agree the, that it may, may be his best uh, work. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm inclined to agree, but I also have a great personal affection for the game as well. So, you know, that's why I brought it here. Right. 
any uh, any um, aspects you missed? Uh, there's some that there's some mini game about. things mm-hmm. that kind of happened throughout. Oh it. yeah. Uh, last okay. Last 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 thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, right. I gotta talk about the mini games. The the most uh, important of them all, obviously, being uh, Tin Pin Slammer, which comes up in uh, various plot points, but also just, just you know kind of exists as a side thing that you can do for fun. It really is Beyblade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 Beyblade it really with uh, pins and all the pins, uh, depending on the the button presses, have uh, different uh, powers that you could use. Like you can turn them into a, a rock with spikes to you know hurt the other pins, or you know like bring out a giant hammer to smack them around. And the whole point is just knock them off the stage. And each pins have different right. amounts of attacks it's... and different like speed ratings and stuff. <laughs> right. It's that. Uh... Beyblade, mm-hmm. uh, Sonic Battle uh, on the GBA, and of course the uh, one mini game of the fighting uh, character in uh, in Pokemon Stadium 2. You know the one I mean? Uh, forget her name. Uh, the one that spins on its head. Oh, like, uh, like a hit on top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a mini game uh, that's exactly that as well uh, in Pokemon Stadium 2. Yeah. Uh, yeah. End of end of my point. <laughs> Um, there, Any thoughts on like the, the minigame? Sor- one of yeah. the things I liked about the story, um, I guess I guess I wanted to mention how the missions go sometimes, is there's a lot of missions that are like, help the people of the of this, you know, of Shibuya. And you have to like sort of whisper into their ears ideas. Or like there's like a it's not a Ouija board. I don't remember <laughs> what they call it. It's it's but, called but it's called Reaper to... Creeper. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, basically you have to like edge edge a thing over and sort of guide them to the answer, but you have to be subtle about it. It's funny to me. It's it's it, it is if you move it too fast, then everyone's like, "Ah, oh, this isn't real." You you move the board and then you got to be really really slow in moving the coin across the screen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh it's always fun to have some stuff that mixes, you know, where you can that sort of uh, provides a, a break. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm always kind of in, and, uh, impressed when a game takes the time to add in these additional like mini elements when you really wouldn't have to. You could, you know, yeah, you could just, just make it more streamlined. You know, just keep plugging away at the same combat system. And even if it's not like something yeah. I focus on in the game, I like having that there. You know, as an additional element. Right. Well, I think that's a really comprehensive look at uh, The World Ends With You. Certainly a very unique game and well worth your time. Still a special RPG. I think uh, uh, the uh, the only one probably that comes close in terms of uh, over being, being really <laughs> uh, overwhelming uh, in terms of, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, dual, uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, multitasking mm-hmm. uh, is uh, the Henry Hatsworth on DS, which is a puzzle platform, like puzzle game and platformer on the respect. You know, on the two screens you play a puzzle game and a, a platformer uh, simultaneously. That's a similar uh, kind of, uh, and uh, probably even more difficult actually than uh, because you really have to pay attention to uh, both parts. Uh, yeah. 
Um, Pavlos, but, but Pavlos yes, can't go 20 minutes space. without mentioning a portable puzzle game. <laughs> Sorry, I have to. I it's just, it's, I have it's to, predictable. I have to, <laughs> I'm just kidding. To stop, to stop well, the twitching. will be there one day. Uh, David, to stop the twitching, I have to mention it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I would definitely bring you back for uh, further JRPG talk. I, I would want to bring you back for an SMT game, for a Persona mm. game, um, just anything like that. Or maybe a Pokemon game. We may do a Pokemon game. Who cares? Yeah, I would, I would definitely Spin be off. up for coming for any of those or uh, a myriad of other titles. Uh, we'll get together behind the scenes here and orchestrate well, another we'll one. We'll find something. Yeah. yeah, we'll find something for you. But uh, next Pablo's, time, next week? we will uh, kick off... Uh, not in you know not a not in full run, but we're gonna be doing one or two uh, horror games here for uh, October, just to please the Americans, <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> for Halloween. I'll and, be drinking uh, Mountain Dew Game Fuel while while, while I'm playing. <laughs> oh, if I can find the, if I can find a can, I may I may, I may drink it on air. Uh, <laughs> Um and the taste tested. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna say gonna... it tastes like battery acid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game is gonna be Clock Tower, the first Clock Tower on uh, SNES. We'll see. Maybe I can internally uh, screen uh, screen stream it, uh, playing it because I'm a big wuss uh, <laughs> for certain horror games. I can play stuff and I like stuff like Silent Hill a lot, and I can play that. But uh, some stuff. Especially Clock Tower involves a lot of chasing, and I'm really bad with that. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe it's just going to be Bro who, is, who will have finished it. Um, but but yeah, thank you so much, uh, David, for coming on. Thank you, guys. Um, Want to plug something? <laughs> maybe? Uh, I guess just uh, keep keeping up with the, the Twin Geek cast and uh, the TwinGeeks.com for now, where uh, everything here is hosted. Yeah. <laughs> What's your Twitter handle, David? Uh, it's just uh, David A. Punch. If you want to follow me there, I'm semi-interesting, if you're into that. <laughs> right. Uh, thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, stay cool, stay fresh. See you next time. Bye.